Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. to the Habitat Podcast, the podcast for wildlife habitat management, hunting strategy, and land stewardship. And now, your host, Jared Van Hees. Welcome to the Habitat Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Van Hees, and we are here to become better habitat managers. Guys, awesome episode this week. We are giving away the $900 Packer Max, so stay tuned for the winner of that. We are also doing a habitat property breakdown on none other than my own 15 acres, which is for sale. I hinted that in, in an earlier episode. I mentioned that we're listing it. Um, it is for sale right now, getting a lot of traction and action and um, offers are coming in. So if you're interested in the property, please reach out to Chad. He is on this podcast. His number is at the end of the podcast. His link is in the show notes if you want to get a hold of Chad. Um, to walk that property, see it, and or purchase it if you're interested. Those are two main things of the, the Packer Max giveaway and the Habitat Property Breakdown. Also, I wanted to mention we're going to be doing more of a program to get to build, help build a better community. That's how I'm trying to say here. So there's something called Patreon. We're going to start a Patreon group Um where we can build a closer relationship with our, the listeners who want to be more involved with the podcast and, you know, get more into us. We're going to have a special group, Patreons. Um, I'll have that coming up in the next few weeks. We'll, we'll get that set up. Basically, we're going to offer some cool stuff to the Patreon members, right? We're going to do, you know, maybe certain land plan chats with certain members. If you have questions on a land plan, we might dive into that. Um, we might even do a special hunt this fall here in mid Michigan for some, some antlerless deer, maybe uh, with a Patreon member. Um, we're also going to do, you know, special group buys. If we all want to get together and buy, you know, 
2,500 miscanthus rhizomes, like Patreon members will get access and have the ability to, to be a part of that. So Patreon is a cool thing. I'm learning more about it, but it's it's a way to build a better community and get closer with the ones who support us. So that's what we're doing. There'll be more to come on the Patreon stuff here soon. Um, guys, I want to thank Exodus Outdoor Gear this week. So Exodus, they have a bunch of stuff coming up this year. You're going to be hearing a lot about. Um, right now, they're doing a Osseo Camo giveaway. So head on over to Exodus Outdoor Gear, their Facebook, their website. They're giving away some camo. They're giving away some Exodus gear and, and gift cards. Also, they're doing some stuff coming up. So their eight-year anniversary is coming up. Um, they got some new arrows coming down the pipeline here. And then uh, the Total Archery Challenge. They're going to be at the Michigan and Pennsylvania one. So the Pennsylvania one is June 1st through the 3rd. Michigan is June 9th through the 11th, which I will be at as well. Um, so if you guys are, you know, in northern Michigan up at Crystal Mountain, it is this year. Feel free to come on by, get a hold of us, check us out. I'm sure you can find me in the Exodus booth. Come hang out, come shoot some arrows at the TAC Total Archery Challenge this spring, next month. So Exodus Outdoor Gear, you guys, they have a brand new rival cellular camera out there. 150 bucks. Great product. Their their warranty is always the best. Customer service is always the best. Check them out. Exodus Outdoor Gear and um, Tom Habitat Podcast. Sent you. All right. Well, we got to give away this Packer Max, folks. So I'm getting some more coffee here. And I'm going on a random number generator we're going to do. So there was 1,147 contestants for the giveaway here. Um, I I have the uh, spreadsheet right here with them. Okay, here we go. So what we're going to do, get the spreadsheet up. And now I'm going to go to the random number generator. And we are going to give away this pack of max right now. 1147. All right. And I'm going to videotape it so everybody can see here. We're doing the, the random number generator online live this morning. I have 1147 people in there. We're going to generate it right now. Lucky number 380. Let's go to the spreadsheet here. Lucky number 380. If I can find my email, there it is. Going down to 380. Lucky. Paul Lewandowski. Paul Lewandowski. Congratulations, Paul. I will be reaching out to you, Mr. 380. Congrats on the Packer Max unit, the HD giveaway. Guys, that's awesome. $900 Packer Max going to Paul Lewandowski. Now, Thank you to everyone that signed up. We're going to be doing more of these giveaways. Again, it's probably going to be at the Patreon group. So everything that, that we, we want to give back to, we want to give back to our listeners over at Patreon as well. So stay tuned. More of that to come. Congrats, Paul. We'll get that Packer Max sent straight to your house from Packer Max headquarters in, in Rockford. And um, good luck planting this spring, buddy. All right, guys. Let's get into it. The Habitat property breakdown on the 15 acres. and. Um, Keep your eye out. If you see another place for sale, I'll be looking. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for coming as we all become better habitat managers together.
All right, guys, we're back. We have uh, another Habitat property breakdown episode here today on lucky number 15 acres, my own 15. And we have Mr. Chad Thalen on the line. Chad, how you doing tonight? Good, Jared. Thanks for uh, getting me on tonight. How you been? Oh, you know, just um, I hate the term busy, just capitalizing on opportunities and um, no... Uh, no rest for the wicked, my friend. Just burning it at all ends. My wife had some surgery on on Friday, so she's down for the week, and uh, I'm working working overtime. So hanging in there. Mm-hmm. But wanted to wanted to get you on here and and talk about a cool new listing you have. Um, for those who haven't heard your name before, I mean, they probably heard it fifty times by now. But let's hear about you know who you are, where you're from, and uh, what you do, and um, what we're talking about here tonight sure yeah so um i'm the owner of stony creek outdoor properties and uh, midwest lifestyle properties in michigan um wildlife habitat and real estate specialist i've uh, been doing the habitat work since the early 2000s so going on 20 plus years on that um licensed real estate agent since 2009 um real estate broker for the last few years um running the michigan um team of midwest lifestyle properties um covering all of michigan we got uh, we're putting on agents all over the state right now which has been fun we've added you know several agents in the last couple of weeks and looking to add a few more so if any of your listeners out there in michigan um or really in any other any other states in the Midwest, um, you know, we're we're looking for good quality land specialist agents to uh, put on in some areas around the Midwest. So, reach out to me if anybody's interested in a career like that. We do a lot of, you know, habitat work on properties that we list um, and then and, and sell and and help landowners create the you know an ideal property. For you know, for their uh, wildlife enjoyment. So it's been a great career, a lot of fun, a lot of ups and downs, but uh, it's getting going to be that great time of year where we're starting to really going to get in the fields here real fast, probably this week and start prepping a lot of stuff, but on a bulldozer and skid steer last week or two, mulching and clearing some fields and then getting them open back up to plant the prairie grasses and wildflowers. Um, so that's we mix in the wildlife habitat work with the real estate work, and uh, it's a good, uh, definitely a good combination of work and a lot of fun. So, yeah, we've got uh, a new listing to talk about. Well, speaking of of the weather changing, you get in the field soon. It's been raining for what, like a week? <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. Go from uh, you know that week. Uh, 70 and 80 degree weather back in April, which is way off base. Yeah, then to all this rain and things are growing like crazy and we're probably, a, uh, you know, that warm weather really, really hurt our plans. <laughs> you know, we always talk about you can always make the best plans for your habitat work and and, and think all winter long about um, what you're going to do and, and get all your projects lined up and and then a week's worth of 70 and 80 degree weather in the middle of April throws 
all that schedule off base. So, um, yeah, and then they had the rain on top of it. So basically what's happened is that that mid-April warm-up has brought on uh, a lot of warm season grasses actually uh, grew, you know, the old plant from last year. Um, it started growing at shoots already in mid-April, and that's a that's a month ahead of time, um, at least. And so, we had planned to spray some fields this spring to set with you know some Roundup and something, a couple other chemicals to set back some of the cool season competition and let that warm season grasses and flowers thrive. And um, we are not able to do that anymore because the fields have uh, the warm season grasses have started to grow and. And so we, we can't do that here in mid and southern Michigan. So it takes all that planning and throws it out the window, and we got to start from scratch. So, But, uh, yeah, now everything's green. It's ready to be sprayed, and now we can't get in the fields because it's, it's all too wet and too cold. So, But that's pure Michigan for you. Oh, yeah, no kidding. I know up north um, my neighbor and I both got snow. Um, up in northern Michigan, the northern 70, and, and on his 40. I mean, they had plow trucks and everything. It's it's May. Like, come on. <laughs> Give yeah. it up. Um, yeah, that warm season grass popping up early, that's a good point. You know, I've seen some posts where people are, are showing, you know, the switchgrass is popping and whatnot. Um, that's interesting because, yeah, now that prohibits any of the cool season spring we could have done or, or some of that stuff if you haven't done it already, if you're behind like me. Right. Yeah. So pay attention to that stuff. And, and, you know, if it's, we usually try to say, you know, May 1st, end of April, kind of your deadline for, for getting rid of that cool season stuff with herbicides. You know, if it's, if you're working in a field that's already been planted to warm season grasses, you know, that's, that's this, this case is, you know, several, public land locations in southern Michigan that I'm working on um, properties. That's That was the situation. We got it planted, you know, last year and had good germination last year and growth, and, and we weren't able to spray um, less. So, you know, we said, well, let's just get it in the spring. And so now we'll probably have to switch out the spring for probably two mowings. So we're just going to let everything come on, and and we'll we'll do some mowing to set back the cool season competition. But um, you know that can be sometimes can be futile in that effort. So I don't know. We'll just see. We might have another window in the fall. You know when that, all the warm season go dormant there in uh, you know late September and in October when that stuff goes dormant. And then the cool seasons would kick in again there, you know, in October. And so we might have a window in there to spray. We had really good luck last year doing that, actually. We, a um, bunch of Phragmites and some other cool season stuff, we sprayed late. I almost thought it was too late. It was almost November. I thought it all had, all had gone dormant, but uh, it uh, had not. And we got a good kill. And, we, you know, we didn't really know till till this spring's green up whether or not we got a kill on it from last fall but uh checking out the checking out the fragmites here this weekend it was it's all dead and not coming back at all so nice. uh, that was a win but yeah i've got a new listing coming up in the upper peninsula 
up by Marquette and uh, getting ready to cruise up there and, and take a look and walk it. And they got, oh, 30 inches of snow, I think, in the last two days up there. So I heard that. It was all, it's just a shame. The wildlife's really going to suffer big time from that, the snowstorm that just went through. And Wisconsin, Minnesota got got it, and the, you know, the UP. It's just a shame. That storm alone is going to kill probably thousands of deer and and what a, you know whoever nesting turkeys and ducks and woodcock and grouse and um yeah it was a real shame to see that storm come through because it's it's going to kill a lot of wildlife yeah that's that's truly super unfortunate and i don't know how um yeah i think it was munising or, or somewhere else i saw uh a bunch of snow a bunch of snow way up there um just give it up winter give it up <laughs> right. about you but i'm ready yeah. for some spring slash warmer weather and just you know just i don't know the next step get outside more and and we had a taste of it that was a problem so anywho yeah yep so we decided to list my 15 acres this spring um just went up uh you got the listing you're the you're the listing agent correct i said that right correct and um so let's let's talk about it let's break this property down um i guess maybe go go high level first and we can dive into some of the details we've done a couple of these habitat property breakdowns in the past where we pretty much talk about the parcel um pros cons and and you know why we would like it or what we would do to improve it etc um you've been part of one of those and um yeah so let's hear a high level you know what your thoughts are on on the 15 acres here yeah sure so you know yes from the aerial we're both looking at aerials right now like we've done in the past with uh these podcasts and uh the high level on this one is fantastic area um grant you know given the fact that it's only 15 acres it really need to be an outstanding hunting parcel it really needs to be in the right area um we've talked about that a bazillion times um location 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 and this one definitely fits that bill um if you zoom out and look at it you know a three or four or five mile radius of this property you can really see the the habitat and the cover the woods and the swamp uh, you can see the little creek system that runs through which is springbrook and um hence the the co-op in that area is the springbrook co-op so yes it's it's in a qdm co-op um but in the it's in the heart of some really great habitat and so you know you can take that and do all kinds of things with it you know from there but uh yeah that's the first one that stands out great area dead end road gravel road neighbors seem to be cool um from who i've talked to and from your feedback um that's a huge plus so yeah location is is fantastic and it's in the number one or number two trophy deer county in michigan um, which, you know, we're still, uh, 
we're behind a eight ball as far as some, um, I hate to use the words trophy deer management because that's not what we're all about, but as far as trophy book entries, um, this Jackson County in southern lower Michigan is um, is about a, as good as it gets, that's for sure. So, yep, that's the high-level observation. Great area in a co-op, dead-end gravel road. Um, it's all huntable. You know, there's nothing about the 15 that's unhuntable, right? I mean, you can go, it's not like it's half field where you're going to, you know, be able to look for a mile across the field and hope a deer comes from that way, getting pushed by another hunter. But this is all 100% huntable. You could hunt right next to the road um, and probably see deer all day long. You could hunt all the way in the back and, and be in some, a great cover and um lots that river bottom is fantastic and you're going to be sharing the, the screen right so guys with their they can get on and, and look at the screen as we're talking through this yeah great great reminder appreciate that <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna share the screen here as well um get this going just so we we have that and and to your point i mean the aerial i'm zooming way out and, and part of my goals in the beginning to buy this was one in michigan it had to be in a deer qdm co-op well first of all it was like jackson county i wanted jackson county or hillsdale county two was to be in a co-op because with the way that our our tags are are given out here we have to protect the bucks ourselves and a cooperative is like the best way to do that here in michigan as far as i'm concerned that and habitat slash cover um so yeah when i when i bought this place i was seeing springbrook cooperative signs on the properties to the north uh east and the south of mine so that was a huge uh kind of kind of pro in my eyes when i was buying it and I'm looking at it right now. I'm not great at at measuring this all out, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's about what's what's four six forties? We're talking about twenty six hundred acres, something like that. Um maybe minus mm -hmm. one. So probably yep. about two thousand acres that doesn't have a road going through it. Uh the dead end road that that I mind kind of goes back into it, but off to the east and then all to the west. I mean, there's there's two full sections to the west that don't have a road through it and that are, you know, swamp and ag ground. So you're talking about mm -hmm. again trying to get cover or deer to a certain age when you have a 300 acre swamp directly upwind of the 15. That was another thing where I was like you know i'm sold right so kind of mm -hmm. talking the, the high level stuff there that the spring brook does run right through the back door there um a lot of the deer do come out of there in the evening it's great setup for evening hunts and um but you know in turn they also come from the north and the uh south well and mainly the the east as well from across the road being it's a dead end road the car traffic isn't too bad and the deer just cross the road. Like they don't care as much as mm -hmm. per se, like my road where I live right now, 
um you see a deer it's more rare you know sure it's dead on the side of the road yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so i'm gonna pull this mm-hmm. up here why which screen am i sharing here okay it's loading i'm trying to share i have the acres.co website i'm not sure if you're familiar with them yet but they're a new partner of ours and been using them here Mm. and uh, actually your listing came up when i searched for listings in the area nearby um your listing popped right up as the only one so oh nice through that through your partner site yeah through acres um nobody's really nobody's really selling their property in this area apparently um no it was I don't know. You looked at comps. I, I don't even know the comps, but like, no, but there's nothing around. Right. Yeah. I had to, I had to search quite a ways, um, out all those comparables. Um, you know, and that's another thing to note for the listeners that, you know, it was a real struggle coming up with the price on this piece because they're, there's such a, there's literally, let's see, uh, $6,000 an acre, not an average, a range for parcels from 10 to, oh, let's even just say uh, 7 to 30 acres, I think is what I, uh, 5, sorry, 5 to 30 acres is what I searched. And um, yeah, there was a $6,000 per acre range in uh, that those acre sizes. What does that and mean? And I had to really... So, like, you know, some, let's just say, for example, some were 3,000 an acre, others were 9,000 an acre. Gotcha. So, there was a $6,000 per acre spread amongst the comparable properties. Um, and, yeah, and we had to go, you know, southern Eaton County, um, southern Ingham County. And then basically all the north side of Jackson County to find the comparables here because they're, um, yeah, they're, they're, it's uh, the soul, you know, there's a handful of souls, but um, those are the ones we look at. You know, I don't usually look at, or I, I was, I will, I look at for sale properties, but the for sale prices don't, I don't really use them. We, you know, we want to look at what stuff sold for. I don't care sure. if it, you know, I don't care what the listing price was. I know what the sold price was, but um, Correct. yeah, just not, not much in this. Uh, definitely not in this neck of the woods. Much available, so um, I don't suspect that this um, listing will last long. I think it's been oh about a week now that it's been live. So, um, been lots of showings almost every day. And um, so yeah, we'll we'll be expecting a and a, a good offer here soon. Um, we've had a couple lowball offers, but uh, that's and that's extremely typical. Sure. Um, you know those guys will come back in a few weeks and ask if it's sold yet, and then they'll probably step up their game a little bit. But so, but yeah, no, I'm I'm. I'm sorry to see you sell it, but it's exciting, you know, to get to list this for you and and chat about it and talk about all the work that you've done and 
and now that I've walked it several times, you know, actually seeing the work is is pretty cool. I know you you offered to, um, or I had a chance uh, a couple of years ago to hunt it, and uh, just had some kids stuff get in the way and, and couldn't get out there. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it should have been there that morning, right? Based on the cell cams, <laughs> I dropped I dropped a pin on what tree stand to put you in, and then you you couldn't make it um like you said some kids stuff or I, I forgot exactly what it was something like that and then um about 8 30 a.m i texted you of an exodus render video of a beautiful <laughs> mature eight point call i call him the freight train eight walking by um working a scrape um that would have been a 12 yard shot um mm. i would i would have missed <laughs> yeah well i'm gonna miss too because he was freaking sweet but yeah that was uh it's just crazy it's um that certain time of the year this place i mean you're talking like mid-october through mid-november it's just it's on fire i mean i've killed deer there as early as the the i think it was the 17th and then um you know i've killed him and and that was a, that was a mature buck the 17th and then i've killed you know does all the way through the end of the year but um all my kills have been bow kills um but uh, to your point like to have a 15 acres of all huntable ground i mean you know that that swamp to the back it's like the back what five six acres is seasonably Mm -hmm. wet which where where my brain goes the big bucks always go where humans won't, and that's usually water. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Dan Infall has said that for years. So I see that as an opportunity. And when you give the deer that I'm harvesting and hunting coming out of there each evening, it's, you know, it's just, it's proven. Um, but I mean, what's the, what's the market doing right now? Like how, how many people do you have in that? you know, hundred to two hundred thousand dollar buyer range where pricing is any I mean I wanna I wanna move up to the next size. It's the only reason I'm I'm selling because I have the northern piece I'm I'm working on now, which I'm overwhelmed with the work I'm gonna have to do up there. And then I wanna be I wanna find a, a bigger spot than the next step in my progression here. I mean how many people are you seeing that are in that market in that, you know hundred to two hundred thousand dollar range ready to buy i mean there's not a lot of places and parcels that are that price yeah no there isn't nope um and we have this listed for 99 by the way yeah yeah so ninety nine thousand. we kept it under 100 it's um it, it it fits in our comps so um for you those of you that are wondering you know it's we're not a pie in the sky price here. We're we're in the range of sold comparables, um, which is you know like I've probably mentioned on this podcast before. But the way I sell property and where I market them, I I've turned down listings before because sellers have wanted too much for them, and I didn't feel that they could bring it, and I felt that I, you know, I always have to be able to justify the listing price you know, without blowing smoke up somebody's ass. Yeah. Um, that's just the way I've always done it. And it's, 
like I said, it's I've turned down listings before, but um, you know, this one you can, you know, you can justify the price all day long based on comps, based on the work that you've done, based on what's out there in the market, um, based on the buyers. You know, there's basically everybody um, that has a job. This parcel would be in their price range. Um, get a loan from Greenstone, you know, or your local bank that does any kind of vacant land financing. You know, it's, this parcel is very affordable for 80% of the hunting population. So, um, we, you know, there's that going for it. And so, the yeah, the buyers are, you know, there's hundreds of buyers out there. So it's, it's uh, just, you know, going to find the right one that appreciates the value of the things that you've done. And yes, we've mentioned the seasonally wet thing. So, um, you know, April, we're May 2nd now, you know, we're in the wettest time of the year. And so um, strategically, um, you know, it's, it's not best time to be showing this property because it's at its wettest. And if people can't think outside the box a little bit, and understand that this is going to dry up and you're going to, you know, have access to the whole property. Whereas now, you know, you can get through with your rubber lacrosse or um, alpha burleys or whatever, you know, you can get through the property. There's areas, you know, the water's up there a little bit, but nothing crazy. But, um, you know, that's a little bit of the feedback that we've got right now from the people that have walked it is that, well, it's too wet. Well, okay, maybe, but if you understand seasonally wet, you know that it's going to dry up. And, uh, you know, like we've talked, we'll just be honest here. And, you know, a lot of several of the buyers on any property, they're always going to look for the negatives to try to beat the price up and then try to get the seller to come down. Um, and I feel that's what's happened with a couple of the people that have walked it so far. They've, you know, they're going to try to beat it up to, to get the price down there a bit, but um, those aren't, true buyer representations anyway, right? They're probably just tire kickers. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a buyer out there for every single property that's on the market. That's, I always say that and it's true and it's, you just, your marketing and your networking has got to, you know, is, is what you lean on to, to find that buyer. So. Well, anyway, you, but, you mentioned the, the wet thing. I have the picture number 22 out of 25 in the listing. There's a, a nice mature a point making a scrape um in the fall and that's part of the stuff right now that might be a little wet and you can see in the picture clearly it's it's perfectly dry so yeah i mean that's fine i'm not worried about that it's it's um the deer love it out there and that's where the big bucks seem to come from and bad on those dry spots out there but um i mean as far as that back part, you know, that's the back, I call it the back seven, eight acres back there where it's that lower ground where we had a lot of the timber cut out of. We had logging trucks in there two years ago, three years ago. So it's obviously not that wet. But like mm -hmm. up front, the front half is more of even where the food plots are, the the big tower blind. Um, there's a tower blind platform in the back too, but the access, some of the hinge cutting bedding areas, all the fruit trees um it's a fairly diverse piece 
Um, and I mean, you mentioned like everybody can afford this sort of thing. Do you any idea what a payment is on a piece of property like that? Because like Lake Michigan Credit Union will even do 10% down on pieces under 20 acres where Greenstone is 20. And I haven't used Greenstone, but I've heard nothing but amazing things about them. Um, but like there's other folks out there that will even go 10% down. So you have a, you know less of a nut to to fork out and an affordable mortgage i mean you're probably talking what five six hundred bucks a month i don't really yeah, know it's not even that i not think it was that. in the three to three to four hundred range yep yep you know and our our new chevy and ford gmc you know half three-quarter ton trucks are pushing a hundred thousand dollars now your payments over a thousand dollars a month you know so you you look at you know what you spend three to four hundred dollars a month on these days it's doesn't go very far but man you could take that buy a piece of hunting land and you could put a cabin on this place um you can turkey hunt you can duck hunt you can deer hunt you know what else can you do out there mushrooms and foraging and just chill out and relax you know it's uh it's a it's a a lot better investment than buying a hundred thousand dollar truck right now. I tell you that. <laughs> you see that big that big gobbler strutting? I sent you for the listing. You see that picture? Yeah. He was back again the other day after um, the first day it went up. He was back again strutting through the food plot. Yeah. It's like something. yeah, there's all kinds of sign out there. I mean, there was your trails that you've made, like the little walking trails, which you can see on the aerial that I'm looking at you can see how you've led those trails out of that main food plot right to the center of the property going west out into the you know the swampy area yeah all by design That's, i mean it was you betcha and it's all littered with turkey droppings really so they're roosting yep they're roosting what halfway back into that parcel yep that would be that makes sense they're flying out because you got that edge and people see it if they're looking at this aerial you know you've got center of the property center I, you know you got upland habitat you've got lowland you've got wetland um you got a lot of diversity for 15 acres and i think that's what guys that are that know right that they appreciate that those are definite factors in a hunting parcel and it's you've got it all here on the 15. And so it's, you're not lacking, right? For a, a parcel of this size, you're not lacking for any different types of cover. You got food, cover, and water all on one, and it's shared with many other neighbors, but um, it makes it all the better. And that, that swamp to the west is pretty crazy big. I'm not sure I'm gonna find a better swamp or better neighbors um moving forward that's kind of it's kind of worrying me to be honest with you um i mean the chestnut trees are they all had chestnuts last year dunstan's you know apple mm. trees had apples um crab apple tree like so it's all it's all finally coming together and i don't really and i like to do habitat work and it's really um there's a lot of work you can still do in terms of maintaining and and you know, enhancing 
but a lot of the raw stuff cutting it from raw you know a lot of that work's been done it's it's more turnkey now and and i'm i have 70 acres up north that i i need to get back and, and get my habitat project excitement back going again with and like you know this property though like the winds out of the west most of the time your access is from the east so i'm i mean a hinge cut area around the parking area where you can park your truck and get out and sneak in the stands and you have no idea um yep. you know my neighbor across the street pat he's even said just come park in my house and walk down to your place if you want if you think it's going to bug the deer like that's how nice these people are um mm-hmm. you know scott to the south he's uh he barely even hunts because he's killed so many big deer in Iowa. He doesn't even care about Michigan anymore. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Joe to the north. You talked to Joe a little bit. Um, he's got a young family and and a wife, and they don't even get out very much. But he's got a he's got a big autumn olive thicket on his property that a lot of the does bed in as well. So it really hunts larger than fifteen, which is interesting and probably uncommon um if i had to replicate that but um yeah it's just it's just pretty turnkey um that that big swamp like you said to the west is is hard to beat um and the neighbors i mean every one of them is looking for quality deer and that again no matter where i go i'm gonna run that risk of are the neighbors shooting spikes or, or whatever and if they are that's great you know teach your own but for what i want i'm i'm happy with the neighbors for sure yeah yeah no doubt yeah it is it is hard and it's something that you you know i i get a lot of buyers that will say hey if you you know i'm i really want to be in a in a qdm co-op and um you know and that's great but those parcels don't come up for sale very often nope. um, in co-ops. And uh, so, you know, almost everybody says they want to be in a co-op. And so it's, it's real hard for us to get a listing in a co-op. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited to have this one and, and uh, see somebody else, you know, enjoy it like you did and, and probably hopefully continue the, habitat work and the maintenance and you know you've got all the trees fenced and um you know that was good to see you got an exclusion cage and the one food plot and you know i got a picture of that in the listing where it's you know outside the cage it's mowed to the ground and inside the cage it's probably four to six inches tall and so that and that's just the browse that's the just the growth from this spring already and they've exactly that's all it is Lots of wildlife use. Your hinge cuts are are awesome. It makes great screening. And, uh, you know, what you have hinged is, some of it looks like you could probably hinge it again because it's getting some really good shoots and growth off uh, some of those cherries um, where they probably get ready to to knock those back again to create some more side cover and, you know, lower ground level cover. But, um, yeah, so no, you've done a good job with that parking spot, which is uh, for the listeners, you know, crushed asphalt millings there, and about a yep. oh, you could park three or four vehicles there right at the road. A camper, yep, spot to set up a camper. 
Um, nice access along the south edge of the property going east and west. You could sneak into that uh, box blind about a, oh, what would you say, a two, maybe a two-minute walk from your truck to the box blind and sneak right up in there and, um, you know, get in there early and spend all day right there and and overlook, a, you know, some nice food plots and nice habitat. And, yeah, you just, you um, just reminded me of a story. Um, I take my kids out hunting a lot with me. And uh, two years ago, my daughter Ava and I were, were coming up for an evening hunt during gun season. And we got halfway up that ladder, up that tower blind, and saw an eight point, you know, grazing on the north side in the north food plot across the ditch there and it was pretty windy and everything else and ended up getting the blind and and i passed him but uh, this place is set up so bulletproof with the access that even a guy and his seven-year-old daughter with snacks and a heater Mm -hmm. can get into a blind with a you know two and a half year old buck standing there um at you know 90 yards so yeah, to your point, all the stands are where they are. Like we could even tell somebody how to hunt it if they if they really wanted to, if they asked. I'd have no problem sharing sure. that information, you know. Um, right. But now, and you're uh, leaving that box blind, right? You're going to yeah, leave that yep. box blind for the next one, and leaving Ava's and, tower blind, as, as we call it. Yes, sir. It's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's up about. That's on a. I think they were. 12 foot four by fours on elevator brackets so you're probably up 14 foot in the air so at, at floor level um you can see yeah uh, it's, you can see a lot it's plenty yep that's plenty high you get to a certain point in those box lines and you can't see you know kind of down around you you know about 50 yard perimeter 40 yard because you're you get up that too high and just your line of sight gets all messed up. I like that eight to 10 foot height um, for them. If you don't have, uh, you have the archery windows, but you know, yes. if you don't have your line of sight can get really messed up. And, yeah. I shot, I shot that, that doe with my, my four year old Easton out of that blind last fall at uh 21 yards under the apple trees. So it's, um, no, yeah. Yeah, those archery windows are key for sure. For sure. Yep. Yep. Well, no, so you did, you've done well. You did good. I'm excited to see you step up to the next, next property. And, you know, hopefully we can sell this to somebody that's like minded and, you know, we'll keep, keep up with the upkeep and maintenance and, you know, what you've started. I, you know, I really don't see, I don't really see any improvements, you know, here, you know, what you could do. Um, you've got it all going. And so somebody just needs to take the ball and keep running with it and keep it maintained, but, you know, take care of those trees, um, fruit trees and, and chestnuts and stuff. But yeah, you've done great. And somebody's going to walk into a definite turnkey property. Yeah, no, I I appreciate that. I'm glad to have the Chad Thalen stamp of approval. Um, yeah, which means zero, right? <laughs> no. How long have you been doing habitat stuff? 
25 years or so. Okay. And I know you're not just saying this because you're, you're selling the ground. You've seen a lot of parcels and you know, you know, you know what you're looking at and, and I know what I have. And, and I, and I, no, I appreciate that. Um, a lot of, a lot of, what do, what do I call it? Uh, a lot of learning experiences out there, right? Like I built a podcast on that 15 acres and, and went through everything. Um, and you got switchgrass coming up year three in a couple spots there. Um, yeah. So no, I, I appreciate that. I'm also, I know somebody is, you know, the right fit's going to buy it and, um, and we'll find that person. And, uh, you, you know, any listener out there that's interested please reach out obviously but no man i think um your listing description is great let's i'll share that and, and everything else the taxes are affordable and you can kill big bucks and big gobblers so i don't yep. really know what, what else we need to cover what else you got chad no i think we yeah for the sake of beating things to death i think we've done okay <laughs> <laughs> Call it, call it a night. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for taking the listing on. And um, if anybody's interested, please, please reach out to Chad at Midwest Lifestyle Properties. Chad, you have a email or phone number? I'll put it in the notes as well in case anybody wants to grab it. Sure. Yes. Uh, text is or call is the easiest, 517-819-6344. And uh, yeah, our website's a little long, so you can check the link, but it's yeah, michigan.midwestlifestyleproperties.com. Uh, awesome. Yeah, that'll be the way to get to us and love to show you that property and you could uh, still get in, get in it and uh, have a turkey season to be able to hunt yet out there. We go till, what, the last day in May, I think is yeah. our, our last last tag but yeah yeah it's my birthday so took, the last day is it nice yeah you, well maybe we got to get out there and get you a turkey on that property and before you before you sell it let's do it let's do it i'd be down for that i know um i'd love to that gobbler keeps strutting around he's got a buddy i've seen too so no that'd be awesome and uh and i and i believe what i wanted to say earlier that i forgot to say is I think Springbrook Co-op is the first oldest and largest deer cooperative in Michigan. Um, yeah. I think that yeah. is. Alan Brissett would know more on that. He's he's a good buddy of mine, but I'm pretty sure it's the biggest and largest. I don't know what the details are. I probably should have had them handy, but yeah. I'm, I am I didn't think about that, that parcels don't really come up for sale inside of co-ops like this. It's gonna make my next job even harder to find something bigger, but <laughs> right. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So well, thank you very much, Chad. I appreciate you, man. And um yeah, we'll get this out to the listeners. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you so much, listeners, for coming and listening once again to the Habitat Podcast. We really appreciate it. If you could Please do us a favor, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. If you type out something nice, I will send you a free Habitat Podcast decal. If you haven't been to our website, HabitatPodcast.com, we have our Habitat Property 
consultation services on there under the land plan tab. Check out our HP land plans there. We also have hats, t-shirts, and decals up at habitatpodcast.com. Of course, all of our podcast episodes. And then we have a new Habitat Podcast journal where you can learn about deer anatomy and some cool thoughts, um, you know, more of a blog post from us every now and then. We'd really love it if you went over to our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, found the Habitat Podcast, and please subscribe. That really helps us. And thank you very much to our sponsors. I'd like to thank Vitalize Seed Company at vitalizeseed.com. Packer Max Cultipackers. Exodus Trail Cameras. Michigan Whitetail Pursuit. Endless Horizons Archery. Morse Nursery. First Light. Legendary Forest Products. Acres.co. United Country Midwest Lifestyle Properties. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in once again. Get back with us soon. We're going to have another great episode for you as we become better habitat managers. Mm -hmm.